This episode of the 501st cast is dedicated to Lance Starmer, SL2640, who passed away on June 5th. Lance joined the 501st in 2000 as a member of the Empire City Garrison and later found his home in the Northeast Remnant. It is with great pride that we enter Lance's name into the 501st's Hall of Eternal Legionnaires. We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned for global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's fist celebrate more than a decade of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. Welcome to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. This is episode 83 for June 2014, and I am your host, Scott SL9854. And this is Nikki DZ8397. And I'm Ed TI5335. The 501st Legion is currently at 6,755 members, with 11,728 approved costumes in the Legion. In this episode, we talk Episode 7 news. I said episode like five times just now. Anyway, we're going to talk Episode 7 news, official Episode 7. We're going to add the last Mythbuster to our ranks and discuss the world's largest Star Wars library event and... Mom! Phineas and Ferb are making a Star Wars special. Stay tuned. Recent news. So we thought we'd uh, have a little roundtable discussion of all of the uh, Episode 7 news that has come out since we last uh, released the 501st cast. Oh, my ankle! Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's an injury on in our set, too. Oh, my God. I think Mark Hamill got a hangnail. <laughs> uh, so, like, some of the rumors are that it's totally messing up the Episode 7 release, and others are like, well, they'll just work around it. It'll be fine. So, so I don't know. It's going from one end yeah. of the spectrum to another. Yeah, the last thing I read was that while Harrison Ford has a very large part in the filming, that they have so much other stuff to do that the two months it supposedly will take him to recover aren't supposed to change the release date whatsoever. So I'm hopeful that that's uh, the case. I heard it was actually going to be closer to six months for him to recover. Oh, oh really? Uh, I, I'm not sure on that. I can't remember exactly where I heard that, but that's... That's what I heard. Yes, that's all the craziness that you find out there, you know, on on, uh, what the actuality is. So, yeah, we won't know until we know, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, because I hadn't heard in the beginning, oh, he just, it was an ankle injury. I'm like, okay, well, that could mean anything. Did he twist his ankle? What? All the way to the other end of the spectrum where he's going to have rods and screws and everything in his ankle to to put it back together. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Well, and at least it was something awesome, you know, that he was running down the Millennium Falcon <laughs> ramp, dodging laser fire, and he just happened to make a misstep. It wasn't something silly like he, you know, tripped in a doorway or some crazy thing. <laughs> so that's good, because that would be embarrassing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <We> just, <laughs> it's 
sorry, Harrison, we're thinking about you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, I guess we'll see what we see, right? Yeah. What else? I haven't seen seen a lot more uh, as far as, like, new photos or anything like that. Has anyone seen anything awesome for Episode 7? Not since we had the uh, supposed photos of the Falcon, which... I mean, you know, it it's it's got to be the Falcon, you know. Right. That's that's what right. it looks like. And then there was the uh, I was it a Z ninety five Headhunter or an X wing or something else. That was the last I saw. So. Yeah, it's all very sort of uh, you know. I mean, I don't I don't peruse the web so much because I'm one of those people also that doesn't really want to know a lot before it actually all kind of comes out and fascinates me. Um, but yeah, you can't help but see certain things on like you know Facebook and different it sites. It just kind of hits you in the face sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like when the J.J. Uh, Abrams video came out for the Force for Change contest, that was just every other article on my Facebook feed, basically. Oh yeah, for for several days, and I mean it's still going, and they're still going strong with that contest. Uh, you know, I know they're going to be doing some uh, some more advertising about it really soon here. So yeah, I think I just got an email today, something about uh, having lunch with J.J. Abrams. Oh, yeah, see? one of the new incentives that they they added to it, or something like that. You mean you were asked too? <laughs> well, I guess I'll see y'all there. <laughs> And then, of course, yep. you know, several weeks ago, there was the the uh, additional cast announcements that they made. It with the first major cast announcement, there were at least a bunch of fangirls who were complaining, "Where are all the women on this on this team here?" Right. Um, right. But then, uh, as probably everyone has seen, they did make two new female cast announcements. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce your name, though. Lupita Nyong'o. Yep. She starred in 12 Years a Slave. She's an Academy right. Award winner. She was added to the cast. And then uh, Breen of Tarth from Game of Thrones, whose real name is Gwendolyn Christie. She was uh, signed on to join the cast. So we at least have, I think it's three new girls and four if you count Carrie Fisher. So, right. so that's, that's better. It's <laughs> better. Yeah. No, it's, uh, so far, it's all still interesting, that's for sure. Um, and then I also saw an article that, um, which is something that they didn't do for the sets for Tatooine, but the ones that are going to be uh, in Abu Dhabi are, they're already making plans now to preserve them, which I know all of, you know, Luke's, uh, or the Owen uh, farmstead, it was all being swallowed by the sand dunes, and it was basically fans right. that had to try to preserve that. But I was glad to right. see that. They're already making plans to preserve these before they deteriorate. Wow. Well, that's kind of fascinating. And, you know, you never know. There'll be some crazy fans making the trek out there when it's all said and done. Oh, absolutely. I know that one of the first places I read about this was from our United Arab Emirates outpost. He was extremely excited that this was all taking place in his neck of the woods. (laughs) Very cool. And what about these Tom Cruise rumors? Okay, now see, I haven't heard any of that yet. I haven't heard anything. I, I've heard that there's a Tom Cruise rumor, but that's all I've heard. So, yeah, that's that's about the extent of it. I think I don't know who oh, started. Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who started yeah. perpetuating it. Um, <laughs> the one thing I saw on Facebook was that you know he just happened to have been talking to J.J. J. Abrams about a different project, 
So I think it like snowballed into, well, obviously they must be talking about Star Wars because it's J.J. Abrams. Like he has oh, nothing else going on. But right. So who knows? Some people are um, posting pictures with Tom Cruise and sort of this emperor's cloak, you know, where Vader's kneeling in front of him from oh, Empire Strikes Back and stuff. Like, oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. We'll see if anything comes of that. From right. What some other people were saying is that J.J. stated from the beginning that he didn't want to play those kind of, you know, let's throw in a, a big name ringer kind of thing to. Right. So I'm, right. I'm assuming nothing's going to come of it. People are just yeah. people are just churning the rumor mill. I I personally like the path they're on with, yes, we have the, you know, three or four main uh, people from the original movies, but then we have a bunch of people that are, you know, sort of unknowns uh, within it. So it's not like it's some, you know, big like, oh, bring in Tom Cruise or bring in whatever. Uh, so I hope it stays that way. But yeah, we shall I think see. that's the way it should be. Yeah. But the other casting rumor that has been going around recently that I think has a little bit more validity is uh, if you go into IMDb and look up the first standalone Star Wars movie that's going to be coming out mm-hmm. in 2016, uh, yep. they've already you know, stated it's going to be revolving around Boba Fett. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, Samura Morrison lists on IMDb under you know, the details for this film. So Right. That at least makes sense. However, I'd still be a little wary about that just because, I mean, you know, IMDb is not the be-all, end-all of information. So it right. it does make sense, and I am I would lean toward believing that, but we shall see. Indeed. Yep. So those are at least all the rumors that I've heard about so far. Yeah, and I did read one other article that sort of listed out the, you know, Episode 7 this year, Boba Fett next year, Episode 8 the following year, and then I think the next spinoff is Solo. You know, Han Solo, I guess, or something, and then one more movie, and then the last one is Red Five. So I don't know how much validity there is to that either, but, you know, that's the last thing I kind of uh, saw this week. Yeah, so we're going to have a new movie every year, basically. Yep. New costumes. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be tired. All the dinner parties I'll be attending. <laughs> I'm going to be uh, polishing you know. my armor every other night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cheesy. <laughs> oh, well, good times. Yeah. Well, we're finally able to call this one confirmed. All five Mythbusters are now honorary members of the 501st Legion. Plans started back in 2009 to do the induction, but schedules never really meshed until now. So, welcome to the team, Jamie Heineman. Huzzah! And what's this crazy news I just read yesterday or so? The George Lucas Museum is now going to Chicago. Yeah. Chicago, Chicago. I know that's more exciting for me probably than for you. I know a lot of people on the West Coast are so disappointed in San Francisco that they dropped the ball on this. But but, I mean, his wife, I mean, he and his wife live part-time in Chicago, so it does make sense that between the two cities, you know, one of the two I figured was going to win. There was also, I guess, New York was in the running, but... Right. They've already got a bunch of stuff going on in New York. I think Chicago's actually a good choice. Um, so we, what is it, uh, 2018 is when they're looking to open the doors for the museum now? Yeah, I think we got quite the wait. 
Right. Well, I think it's interesting news. I certainly, uh, at some point, should it open, uh, we'll make the trek out there to see all the goodies. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they've already started posting, um, you know, pictures of what they're they're hoping it's going to look like. Um, so it should be very exciting. It's within driving distance for me, so I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you all haven't seen it, we'll throw a link uh, in the show notes to the article that we found. Uh, it talks all about the, uh, the museum opening, so that'll be fun to read. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. What's a joy like you doing out here in the Gentleman Waste? From Danville? Phineas and Ferb. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hello, boys. You're just in time for lunch. Meet up with some rebel heroes. Hey, Luke. Phineas, Ferb. What's up, guys? And go on the all-time epic adventure. We've got to get out of here. To battle an evil empire. All right. Someone's getting a lightsabering now. Oh, it's uh, just a flashlight. Oh, oh, look. I'm scared. Whatever. And, you know, Phineas and Ferb is the only show my family watches on the Disney Channel. I, I'll admit that, at least until Rebels comes out. So we were really excited to see that the characters of Phineas and Ferb are traveling to a galaxy far, far away. Phineas and Ferb Star Wars was announced last year at San Diego Comic-Con, and now we finally have a premiere date for the Force-Filled Special. It'll be Saturday, July 26th at 9 p.m. on the Disney Channel. It'll also air on Disney XD during an evening of Star Wars-themed programming on Monday, August 4th. And after that airing, the August 4th airing, they will be showing an extended first look at Star Wars Rebels. Phineas and Ferb creators and executive producers Dan Povenmire and Jeff Swampy Marsh have worked hard to put Phineas, Ferb, Isabella, and Candace inside the events of A New Hope. Here's the official description. Phineas and Ferb are living just one moisture farm over from Luke Skywalker and the planet of Tatooine when R2-D2 and the Death Star plans inadvertently fall into their speeder. With the fate of the galaxy thrust upon their shoulders, they hire pilot Isabella, Han Solo's rival, to help them return the plans to the Rebel Alliance. Complicating matters, low-ranking Stormtrooper Candace is intent on busting the Rebels and chasing them across the galaxy in hopes of retrieving the Death Star plans. So we all know what happens after that in Episode 4, but Phineas and Ferb might follow a path that you're not expecting. Let's just say someone gets trapped in a Sithinator. Special guests are joining the regular cast for the Galactic Occasion. Povenmire and Marsh will have cameos, and they're joined by Simon Pegg as C-3PO and Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman as members of the Empire. So awesome! You know, it's funny because... uh... I want to say it was almost a year ago or so we got a request here it was right almost right after the Disney stuff all happened and they were like we want some stormtroopers to come down the the writers of Phineas and Ferb want stormtroopers and I was like what <laughs> you know <laughs> like I don't I don't get it what and now here we are and look they're going to a galaxy far far away yeah so I'm definitely looking forward to that one yeah that's that's going to be fun in 2012, the 501st Legion's first Imperial Stormtrooper detachment came together to build a suit of armor for Katie Goldman, the Star Wars girl who was bullied for liking Star Wars. Now, that same armor has been passed along to brighten the life of a new girl who has been the target of bullying. Allison Jorgensen is an 11-year-old fan of Star Wars and Spider-Man who was taunted, ostracized, and even physically attacked by her peers for simple things like bringing a Spider-Man lunchbox to school. Katie was thrilled to have been able to help another girl work through issues similar to her own. 
Allison was able to troop for the first time in her pint-sized armor at an Autism Speaks event at Chicago's Soldier Field last month. She had a fun time, but even more meaningful to her were the handwritten letters that Katie and her friends packed along with the armor to let Allison know that she's not alone and that there are other girls out there just like her. We'll have a link to the story written by Carrie Goldman in our show notes. That was so cool. Yeah, that's really awesome to read about. And boy, oh boy, I am so tired of hearing about the bullying stuff. Not tired of hearing about it, but tired that it's still going on. You know what I mean? Indeed. Yeah. Well, Jimmy from Jimmy's Walk for Cancer completed his walk around Australia on June 1st as the youngest to do so at just 21 years old. He raised more than a quarter of a million Australian dollars for the Brainchild Foundation and is continuing to host auctions even now that he's back home. He was seen off by the Southern Dubat Garrison and walked with every Australian unit at some point during his journey. Also, after a family emergency that called him back home, Scott Loxley is gearing back up and his storming Australia is back on. He'll be hitting the road again starting July 26th. I'm glad to hear it. Sounds like he's... He's going to go straight through to the end, too. He's, he's determined not to, uh, to stop for anything this time. Yeah. These guys take walkabout really seriously. <laughs> they do. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. Cause, well, uh, I, uh, who was the gentleman that uh, did the same thing last year? Uh, Jacob? French. French, yes. You know? So uh, awesome, guys. I mean, this is, this is really interesting stuff. Now, we talked last episode about how PartsOfStarWars.com is now on Facebook. Well, they've been hard at work already, as within hours of the video that J.J. Abrams released from the set went live, they had already ID'd some Episode 7 items. So head back over to Facebook.com slash PartsOfSW and check out some of their new discoveries. This is Ray, and I play Darth Maul from the Phantom Menace Star Wars, and you're listening to the 501st Cast. Check it out, listen, open your ears, and pay attention. The Force is with you all. Mission Reports. Back on April 26th, members from Mid-South Garrison attended the JDRF Walk for the Cure, at the beautiful World's Park Fair located in Knoxville, Tennessee. This was the third year that Mid-South Garrison had a presence at the walk, and their team once again beat their $500 fundraising goal by raising $543.74 this year, even better than last year's amount of $505.29. Lord Vader, SL-51200, and his Sand Trooper, TD-4267, didn't participate in the actual walk, but did greet walkers at the finish line. For the third year, Legion member Dave Liu created patch artwork that, you, that was used as an incentive for fundraising, which was a big help. Thanks to Rachel, ID8072, for that report. Well, I think we have a couple of May the 4th missions that didn't make it into the cut before our last episode, so we want to talk just briefly about those now. Um, first up, Mid-South Garrison and Rebel Legion's Corellian base were invited uh, to the Adventure Science Center in Nashville, Tennessee, to help celebrate the international event, May the 4th Be With You. It's not National Lisping Day, it's actual National Star Wars Day. Just, I want to be clear. For more than 60 years, Adventure Science Center has brought science to life for children in Middle Tennessee, Southern Kentucky, Northern Alabama, and beyond. 
The center offers hands-on interactive exhibits and engaging programs that encourage visitors of all ages to explore how science, invention, and innovation affect their lives. The Science Center also houses the Sudukum Planetarium, offering a world-class programs on astronomy and other sciences on a 63-foot dome. For the festivities, Darth Vader even put down his lightsaber and picked up a clipboard to help judge the kids' costume contest with Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. Kids got to travel on the Millennium Falcon with a replica of the ship console, which is a part of the full-scale Falcon project that's headed by Chris Lee, TB-326, that we talked to you about uh, on a previous episode. The Adventure Science Center will have the 501st and Rebel Legions back for an adult Star Wars theme night on July 31st. So thanks to Rachel, ID 8072, for that report. Then on the day before Star Wars Day, because May the 4th was a Sunday and all shops are closed in France on Sundays, two stormtroopers, two biker scouts, and Darth Vader from our French garrison appeared at the Disney store on the famous Avenue Le Champs-Élysées. For the uh, daily grand opening, a child was chosen from the audience to open the shop's door with a very big key. Our troopers were with some Jedi who were provided by the Disney store cast members at the front of the shop. And all day long, from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., our four troopers and Darth Vader made patrols in the front of the shop, inside, and posed photos everywhere to the delight of everyone. And there were many, many people for this event, lots of kids and international tourists. There was a Jedi Academy contest that took place inside, and all kids received a medal and a diploma from Disney Store cast members. We'll have a link to a photo from this troupe in our show notes, and thanks to Christoph TB3741 for that report. And a dozen troopers from our Thailand outpost attended Thailand Comic Con in Bangkok on May 9th through the 11th. In addition to being on stage and talking about the 501st Legion, they also put a large focus on charity at this appearance and were able to raise 100,000 Thai baht, which is more than 3,000 U.S. dollars, and 30 stuffed toys for thanks in large part to their charity photo booth. Last year, they were only able to raise 20,000 Thai baht for Toys for Nong, so they are justifiably proud of their work this year of this year's Toys for Nong 2, which is a charity project created by 501st Thailand to support an orphanage in Ban Phaiathai. Thanks to the organizers of Thailand Comic Con for supplying them with a large 6 by 12 meter booth area to host their charity photo booth and costume exhibition. On June 7th, they were able to send troops to the orphanage and present them with the donation check and stuffed animals. We'll have photos from both troops in our show notes. Thanks to the Outpost CEO, SL2092, for that report. Well, five members of Carolina Garrison invaded XCON at the Myrtle Beach Convention Center on May 16th and 17th. They had a great display of helmets, brochures, temporary tattoos, and numerous trading cards to give away. Friday was very relaxed, but Saturday was crazy right from the start. The 501st table was constantly surrounded by visitors, and they gave out a lot of information to those who were serious about wanting to join our ranks. The amount of pictures they posed for was astronomical, and visitors were astonished by the quality of our armor. One of the special guests this year was Daniel Logan, and we'll have a couple of photos of him from this con in our show notes. So thanks to Jason, TD5945, for that report. On May 21st, United Kingdom Garrison was very pleased to be able to donate 10,000 pounds to the Royal British Legion with money raised from non-charity-related troops they attended last year. 
Three stormtroopers visited the RBL head office in London to present the check to their Mr. Poppy mascot. Royal British Legion became one of UKG's directly supported charities last year. They are very proud to support the wonderful and invaluable work they do in helping serving members of the armed forces, ex-service men, women, and their families throughout their lives with welfare, companionship, and representation. In addition to this, they are the nation's custodian of remembrance, ensuring that those who sacrifice their lives for their country will never be forgotten. You can learn more at www.britishlegion.org.uk or facebook.com slash official poppy legion. Well done, UKG. And seven members of our Ecuador outposts were joined by, the, by their Rebel Legion counterparts and Star Wars fan club Ecuador to visit the facilities of SOLCA, the Society of Anti-Cancer Ecuador, to share smiles with children. Their visit only lasted a couple of hours, but left lasting memories with the children and troopers who participated. We'll try to get a couple of photos from this visit in our show notes. Thanks to Victor, TI-2760, for that report. Well, the Southern California Garrison appeared at the Paul Bain Library in Rancho Cucamonga for the fifth year in a row to promote and celebrate their Star Wars Day activities on the weekend of May 24th. With over 1,200 attendees in attendance again this year, fans of all ages were treated to their favorite characters by members of the 501st Legion, along with the Mandalorian Mercs, the Rebel Legion, and the Saber Guild. This year, the attendees were also treated to a special story time with Darth Vader reading The Three Little Piggy Troopers. <laughs> and then, later in the afternoon, the Emperor himself appeared to read Where the Wild Things Are, with a surprise appearance by Chewbacca as the Wild Thing. I think there was a video or audio of the recording of the Wild Thing reading somewhere, so we'll try to have a link to that in our show notes. And thanks to me, SL9854, for that report. <laughs> <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> On May 30th through June 1st, members of Mid-South Garrison and Garrison Tyrannus were invited to attend the Nopi Nationals. Nopi? I'm not sure how that's pronounced. Anyone into cars? Nopi? No. Uh, I think it's an acronym, but that's about all I know. <laughs> Anyways, it was a car show, drag race, and drift event with over 500 cars and 12,000 attendees at the Bristol Dragway in Bristol, Tennessee. The 501st was invited to promote Dreams and Wishes, the only organization in Tennessee that grants a child who has relapsed a second wish. With the help each day of Dreams and Wishes representatives to collect donations for their program, about $1,120 was raised during the 15 hours of trooping. Troopers covered the entire event in four separate lots, spanning two square miles at the Bristol Speedway in 90-degree temperatures. Not an easy task. Here's some feedback from, that Mid-South received from Dreams and Wishes after the event. Dreams and Wishes of Tennessee is proud to say they are affiliated with the 501st Legion Mid-South Garrison. This is a great group of guys and gals who spend their time helping raise awareness and donations for a variety of charities. Over the past 15 months, the 501st Legion Mid-South Garrison has raised over $5,000 to help make wishes come true for children that have relapsed from a cancer diagnosis. In my opinion, that's phenomenal. To see the smiles on the children's faces when their favorite Star Wars character shakes their hand will melt your heart. We'll have links to two photos in our show notes. And Mid-South will be helping Dreams and Wishes again with a fundraiser in July at the Clarksville Mall in Tennessee. Thanks to Rachel, ID 8072, for that report. 
Six members of Empire City Garrison attended a Star Wars book signing at the Book Review in Long Island, New York on the afternoon of June 1st. It was a stop on Jason Fry's Lego Star Wars The Visual Dictionary tour. There was a steady stream of kids and adults throughout the event. Attendance was likely helped by a great print article that ran in Newsday earlier that week that talked about the event and ECG's appearance. Troopers came out on the floor once Jason's talk was finished and were almost instantly mobbed by literally hundreds of kids and adults. Members had a great time, and the store was thrilled to have them there, and Jason made a point to thank them for coming to his event. As always, we'll have some pictures in our show notes, and thanks to Chris, TK6744, for that report. How fun is that? Lego Star Wars! Well... Troop, uh, excuse me, troopers from Empire City Garrison attended two different great strides walks for cystic fibrosis on Long Island, New York, uh, one on June 1st and another on June 8th. They were joined by a Jedi from the Rebel Legion at each event as well. The Cystic Fibrosis Foundation does some great work, and the Empire City Garrison was proud to participate in the event. These were actually their fourth and fifth walks already this year to support cystic fibrosis awareness. The event had a small but steady stream of kids and adults throughout the sunny morning. Troopers had a great time taking photos with the guests, handing out citations, interacting with the kids, and seeing the walkers off on their journey. Thanks to Chris, TK6744, for that report. Long-time listeners of the 501st cast might remember us talking about Midwest Garrison's yearly appearance at the Joliet Public Library. This year's Star Wars Day took place on Saturday, June 7th, with an estimated 110 costumers, four guest artists, and more than 4,000 attendees. For comparison, the first event in 2010 saw just 12 costumers and 600 attendees. Obviously, planning for an event of this magnitude has to take place months in advance. Way back in March, Midwest Garrison and Rebel Legion's Narshada base filmed a promo video for the event, which we'll link to in our show notes. Then, for May the 4th, artist Steve Palencia came to the library to promote the event by drawing free individual pieces of art for any child that opened a library card that day or checked out a Star Wars-related book to take home to read. Then, on May 17th, the museum hosted a scavenger hunt. The goal was to help Lord Vader find his lost collection of original 1976 release action figures that were cunningly stolen and hidden by a rogue Jawa. It wasn't me. The final promo event was the night before the Joliet Slammers game on June 6th and was organized by the Rebel Legion. The morning of June 7th started with Star Wars costumers from four clubs in five states gathering in front of the Joliet Historical Museum so they could be led down the street and right up to the front door of the Joliet Public Library by the Joliet American Legion Marching Band. The artists involved were Steve Palencia, Dave Dorman, Jim Tampa, and Mike Babinski. They each had tables as well as art on display. There were also vendors on hand selling new and vintage Star Wars toys, and one of the vendors relayed how many parents, both fathers and mothers, would reminisce about their childhood when they would see a classic toy they used to play with. It's amazing how the whole town has really gotten behind this event, from the library to the museum to the American Legion Band, and even the Route 66 diner, which was serving fresh blue milk. And truly, this event is more than just a library card drive. At its heart, it promotes literacy, community, and fires the imagination. Thousands of people walked the campus grounds that Saturday afternoon, all in the name of a good story, a story that began in a galaxy far, far away. 
So kudos to everyone from the 501st, Rebel Legion, Galactic Academy, Mandalorian Mercs, and R2 Builders Club for teaming up and truly bringing the magic of Star Wars to Joliet, Illinois. We'll have a link to a huge photo bucket album for this event in our show notes. Thanks to Kim, DZ12108, and Jody, TK6443, for that report. We've talked about World Blood Drive Day a couple of times here on the 501st cast. Well, it took place this past June 14th, with some events taking place shortly before or afterwards, depending on scheduling. Our Ecuador outpost was one unit that participated in an early drive on June 7th. Seven members, with support from the Rebel Legion and Star Wars Fan Club Ecuador, collaborated with Red Cross of Ecuador and spent four hours drawing interest to the drive, as well as donating blood themselves. Thanks to Victor, TI-2760, for that report. And on Saturday, May 17th, members of the Carolina Garrison and their Rebel Legion counterparts paid a visit to the kids at Hemby Children's Hospital in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is the sixth year that the Carolina Garrison has been doing these visits. Troopers were able to visit with about 20 kids. Everyone enjoyed the visits, the nurses, the staff, even one of the doctors got in on the fun. So we'll have a link to a few pictures from the day in our show notes. And thanks to Lewis, DZ6570, for that report. During the Sunday of MCM London Comic Con, so that was May 25th, members of UKG were very pleased to help fulfill a young lad's dream. On the Friday of the con, a gentleman named Imran dropped by the UKG table and explained that he was a care helper for 17-year-old Arun, who unfortunately suffers from MS. Arun loves Star Wars and really wanted to meet Darth Vader. So they conspired with Imran to secretly organize a meeting. And on Sunday, Imran brought Arun and his dad to the event for the day. And the afternoon just casually steered them towards the UKG area at a designated time where Arun was met by Lord Vader and two of his Imperial Stormtroopers. Plus, as an awesome bonus, Star Wars actor and honorary member Jerome Blake, who was at the UKG table signing photos, also kindly signed and gave a photo to Arun. I'm sure he enjoyed his surprise visit, and it was with great pleasure and pride that Ian, SL24612, Simon, TK69069, and Simon, TK8371, were able to do this seemingly small task for Arun and his dad and Imran. Kudos, UKG, another example of bad guys doing good. The 501st Venezuela Outpost sent a team to Caracas to support ENEF, which is an event that brings together all football, or soccer, schools in the city. It's organized by the Sport and Recreation Civil Partnership San Francisco de Assis and endorsed by the Football Federation of Venezuela, the Venezuela Coaches Association, and the National Association of Managers. It gives the public a chance to meet directly with the coaches, learn where all the soccer schools are located, and what the costs are. Hopefully, most of the football enthusiasts are also Star Wars fans, or there may have been a lot of confused expressions that day. We'll have a link to some photos in our show notes. And thanks to Snake, TC9378, for that report. Now it's intermission for mission reports. (laughs) (laughs) We're halfway there. I just figured we should have intermission. Okay, intermission's over, people. Back to mission reports. For the long weekend of May 31st through June 2nd, Outpost 42 Garrison occupied Westpac Stadium for Armageddon Expo in New Zealand. Sixteen customers attended 
one or more of the days of this three-day con and help to raise more than 1300 Australian dollars for the Child Cancer Foundation. They had a large bunker set for their booth area. We'll see if we can get some photos from the event uh, for our show notes. There was a lot of interest in the 501st Legion, the Rebel Legion, and the Galactic Academy based on how fast all the flyers flew off the table. Hopefully those prospects become new trooping members in the near future. Sounds like it was a fun show. As we mentioned last episode, several 501st Legion members were on Team Iowa Cosplay during the Special Olympics plane pull event on June 7th at Des Moines International Airport. Teams competed to have the fastest time pulling a UPS plane just 12 feet. And from what I can estimate from the video, which we'll have a link to, it looks like they did it in 10 seconds. Plus, they surpassed their $1,000 goal by more than $760. So congrats to Team Captain Chris, TK51102, and his team on a job well done. And in the rain, no less, it looked like. June 13th through the 15th was the annual Denver Comic Con in Colorado, where Mountain Garrison, Mountain Base, the Rocky Mountain Fountain Fan Force, R2 Builders Club, and the Mando Mercs hosted their annual R2KT Make-A-Wish auction. The auction and associated fundraisers during Denver Comic-Con brought in a total of $11,572, and all the funds went directly to Colorado Make-A-Wish. Donated items included a Mando belt in R2KT pink, a Boba Fett belt, and a Boba Boba Fett helmet, all graciously autographed by Jeremy Bullock. Autographed 8x10s, helmet replicas, fan-made items, Comic books and novels were among the other donated auction items. The culmination of Jeff, DZ3361, Darth's Hair Locks of Love Challenge, which we mentioned during episode 77, took place at this event. He fell short of his goal for Make-A-Wish, but Jeff still had 21 inches of hair lopped off for Locks of Love. Several others rose to the cause and had their hair cut as well during the Make-A-Wish auction time slot. In addition to fundraising for Make-A-Wish, Mountain Garrison ran a Blaster Trooper booth and raised $700 to aid in paying the medical bills of Rob, TK5991. This convention was Rob's first troop after his heart attack. Great to hear that this trooper is back on his feet, and great job to everyone involved. Thanks to Shanna, TB24601, for that report. The Cradle of Aviation Museum in Long Island, New York, hosted the 2014 Eternal Con, featuring the 501st Legion's Empire City Garrison on Saturday, June 14th, and Sunday, June 15th, from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. There were over 20 troopers from Empire City Garrison, Northeast Remnant Garrison, Garrison Excelsior, R2 Builders, and the Rebel Legion. ECG are no strangers to trooping at the uh, Eternal Con, and they've been very impressed by our appearances over the past four years. So they were thrilled to have us back, or have the 501st back, to support the second annual Eternal Con. The Con has become Long Island's premier pop culture expo, featuring over 200 vendors and various celebrity signing autographs. This year, the featured Star Wars guest was Ray Park, whom uh, the 501st had the privilege of escorting to his table. We'll have a photo from that in our show notes as well. Troopers were not only able to help the museum, but also raised $450 for Make-A-Wish Foundation with their Blast-A-Trooper station, which ran all day Saturday and most of Sunday, thanks to costumed and non-costumed volunteers alike. The con was much bigger this year than anyone expected, with literally thousands of guests throughout the day. Uh, The Empire City Garrison 
held panels both Saturday and Sunday to discuss the Legion, and they fielded some great questions and feedback. They also received some great news coverage, including a segment on Fox 5 News, as well as some segments on Fios and I Like to Play With Toys. Uh, we'll have a link to the Fox 5 report in our show notes. ECG will be returning to the cradle again this year on November 29th. So thanks to Chris, TK6744, for that report. Upcoming events. Central Garrison will be hosting a party room at Convergence, an annual convention for fans of science fiction and fantasy in all media. Convergence 2014 will be held at the Doubletree by Hilton Hotel in Bloomington, Minnesota, July 3rd through the 6th. Every year, Central Garrison turns a room of the hotel into the Moss Icy Cantina, serving up free snow cones to the members of the convention. Here's an advertisement from the convention's website. When the twin sons of Tatooine have got you down, stop in for the tastiest frozen treats from a galaxy far, far away. The Moss Icy Cantina has proven so popular that Jabba the Hutt has taken over its operation and moved it to his palace. Come join us for tasty snow cones, rough bartenders, and dancing toilet girls, and maybe, just maybe, an appearance by the mighty Jabba himself. For more information on Convergence, visit their website at www.convergence-con.org. I'm actually going uh, to be driving, or, well, flying up to Central Garrison for this. Um, you know, Central Garrison is my uh, home garrison. That's where I joined the Legion. You just want a snow cone, don't you? No, I will be serving the snow cones. That, no, that's exactly it. You're just going to go there to the Moss Icy Cantina to have snow cones. Oh, yeah, of course. Are they blue? Did it say they're blue? They should uh, be blue, we, right? We typically <laughs> have three flavors. Um, I'm not sure what the menu is for this year, but we usually have blue, red, and purple. That actually sounds fun. I think they did something like that at Celebration 5 or 6? Uh, at C5, they had that uh, Hoth ice bar. Oh, but yeah, that's they served actual drinks, not just snow cones. So Yeah, that sounds fun. It's a good idea. I'm going to steal it. Okay. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> well, the Great Lakes Garrison would like to put out a notice to all Imperial citizens, rebel factions, and other neutral organizations in the Michigan area. A special young trooper needs your help. Matt has been battling mitochondrial disease for the last couple of years. Although the force is strong in this youngling, his struggles battling this disease are increasing. Matt's family and friends are organizing a bowling fundraiser, and all of the proceeds of this event will go to assist the ever-increasing expenses that Matt's family is enduring. The Great Lakes Garrison of the 501st Legion will be dispatching some of its finest troopers to assist in this most imperial event. Imperial intelligence also indicates a certain Rebel R2 unit will be present as well. Bowling for Matt will take place July 11th at the Indian Lanes Bowling Alley at Wyandotte, Michigan. For more information on the event or to find out how to help check out, uh, for more information on the event or to find out how to help, check out the links in our show notes. And thanks to TK62946 for the heads up about this fundraiser. Uh, it's definitely the season for baseball, and of course with that comes the annual Star Wars Nights. I know that my garrison has an event with the Rochester Red Wings on July 12th and the Tri-City Valley Cats on July 19th. 
Great Lakes Garrison will be with the West Michigan Whitecaps on June 28th, and both the Whitecaps and Red Wings players will be sporting Stormtrooper-esque jerseys. Oh, very nice. (laughs) (laughs) You guys know of any other uh, Star Wars-themed baseball events coming up? We are currently talking with the Dodgers about doing the annual Star Wars night here in uh, so Southern California, although I don't have the date off the top of my head, but we're hoping to make that happen again because it's a great event every year. Absolutely. We actually just had, uh, here in Bast Alpha Garrison, we had our Star Wars night with the uh, New Orleans Zephyrs. That was last Friday night, I believe. I'll, uh, I'll have to get somebody to write up a uh, mission report for that one. Yeah, you get on that. Where are my mission reports, people? Yeah, come on. <laughs> and I think something's happening in St. Louis, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I actually saw something posted up someplace that they're having a Star Wars night. So I think that the, the St. Louis, uh, is it the Cardinals? Oh, my gosh, I just ousted myself as a non-baseball person. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the St. Louis whomevers, they, I think they're having a Star Wars night as well. So did the... Um... New Orleans team have uh, any kind of special jerseys? Uh, no special jerseys, no. But, um, you know, maybe next year. I think this is the uh, – I know this was at least the second year we've done this. It might have even been the third or fourth. I'm not real sure. But, uh, you know, maybe special jerseys one year. Who knows? Yeah. I think they did give out uh, T-shirts and lightsabers for the first 1,000 fans, I think. Huh? Real ones? Real lightsabers? Yes, oh. yes, absolutely. <laughs> Shipped direct from uh, Lucasfilm. <laughs> well, uh, friend of the Legion, Weird Al Yankovic, has a new album coming out on July 15th. It's called Mandatory Fun. And I believe pre-orders for this will start on July 1st. Cool. That Weird Al. He's always got something going on. I know that people were already looking forward to when his tour was starting because he, you know, he ended the last one and said, you know, he has to get to work on his album and maybe go back on tour once he has the new album out. So as soon as we heard the announcement, we're like, okay, so when's the tour starting? (laughs) Right. I know all of the units love being able to go on stage with him. So we'll see if we get to do that again this tour. I hope so. a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, and the San Diego Comic Con is coming up in July, uh, which is a ginormous uh, con every year. Uh, I know we always get uh, members from across the Legion attending, obviously, Southern California Garrison, Central California Garrison, Golden Gate Garrison, Neon Cities close by, they come in. But I've seen members from a lot of different areas coming in. Uh, It's one of the largest pop culture cons I think there is in the States with over 150,000 attendees. And, uh, of course, we're going to be there this year again in full force with all of our customers. There'll be a droid hunt happening on uh, Friday and Saturday, as always, uh, with raffles for prizes and things like that. Um, We also, this year, have uh, our 501st Legion dinner uh, is going to be held at a new venue. And uh, for anyone who's coming out might be interested, uh, we have uh, tickets available for that. Uh, we have tickets available for up to 170 people this year versus the usual about 70 people uh, that we have at the 501st dinner. So uh, this year, the dinner is going to be on um, the 25th at 7.30 p.m. 
and uh, it is at the San Diego Central Library. We were able to get the ground floor courtyard and auditorium, and we're having a full catered sit-down dinner, including a open bar. So ticket prices are $55 a person or so, and we can have a link to the show in the show notes to all the details about that dinner for any members who are coming out and would like to attend. Neat. I would have never pictured a library having such a big space. They have... They have such a, an amazing uh, courtyard there. It's over towards the Petco Center. And when we saw it, we were like, why are we crowding ourselves into the same restaurant every year? Let's try something new. So this turned out to be a really great thing. And Leslie, our San Diego squad leader, was able to you know, kind of corral the whole thing in and really make it happen. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun for anyone who can make it. Nice. So as always, for more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a database from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from. This episode's shout-out goes to Stu Sollier, TK8814 of Mid-South Garrison. He is our March 2014 Legion Trooper of the Month. Stu went above and beyond the call of duty by first working tirelessly and donating materials to build the Disco Blaster Trooper set to promote the 501st Legion, and then he then selflessly manned the booth and directed operations for three days while earning nearly $3,000 in donations for the University of Kentucky Children's Hospital during March's Lexington Toy and Comic Convention in Lexington, Kentucky. Stu purchased all the equipment for the set, built it in his own time, and transported it to the Lexington from his home. He also provided all of the Nerf guns and equipment to run the event for three days, and Stu did all this often in costume and always with a smile on his face. Way to step up to the plate and see the job through to a successful end. Recognition as well to runner-up Juan Ivar Ixcoy, TI-20276 of Spanish Garrison. Congratulations, gentlemen. Job well done. Good job, troopers. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright 2014, Lucasfilm Limited. In trademark, all rights reserved, used under authorization. That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the 501st Cast. Psst. Are you guys still there? Are you guys still there? Do you think anyone's still listening? I don't know. Can you hear anything? I, I don't know. hear anything. I think it, it officially ended, and I'm just trying to see if anyone's listening. So... I think what we're going to do is do a special giveaway right now. Whoa. What do you think? Like right now? What do you think? Yeah, like right now. That's pretty crazy, like, man. So listen, uh, the first person who sends us an email at podcast at 501st.com just won themselves an awesome 501st cast patch. How's that? Cool. Yeah, you, you, do, do you have, can't buy those. Do we have any of those? Yeah. Uh, do we huh? have any of those? Oh, I've okay. got some. Oh, I'm sending an goodness. email okay. right now. Oh. <laughs> Not you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Besides, I already sent one just to test. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. There it is, kids. Send an email to podcast at 501st.com. Put in the subject, um, super secret patch. And if you do those two things, we're going to contact you and send you your own official 501st cast patch. How's that?
be the first one. Awesome. Now this is really the end because we're tired. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Now I'll just right. have to check my email and make sure all my timestamps are. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <good>. right? <laughs> it has to say super secret patch. All right. There you go. That was the rule. Boo.